When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. This episode of The Need to Fail is brought to you by Common Sense. Wear a fucking mask. Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Need to Fail. My name is Don Finelli. I run this thing. Uh, so we're coming up to the final chunk of episodes for this podcast. Dry your failing eyes. I wanted to fill you all in on the timeline of everything. Okay. So, uh, we got three more regular episodes, this one included, and then I thought it'd be cool to follow up with my original six interviewees that I did all the way back in 2012. Uh, if you didn't know, I started this podcast haphazardly in 2012. I only interviewed six guests. Uh, spread them out over a couple months, no set schedule, no clue what I was doing. Actually, I originally started The Need to Fail as a blog on Tumblr where I interviewed one guest, Chris Gethard, back in 2011 maybe. Uh, I recorded the convo on a small digital voice recorder and then transcribed the whole thing for your reading pleasure. Uh, and actually interviewed Abby and Alana as well uh, back then and my computer crashed and I lost the file. Anywho, That is the plan, okay? So I checked in with the original six uh, back when I thought I was ending this thing. It looks like uh, we were good to go, but then things have changed quite considerably in the world uh, since then. So I hope I can still pull this off. I should be able to. That's the plan anyway. So three more regular episodes, six more uh, wrap-up episodes, and uh, we'll have another month and a half or so of these things, okay? Okay? Great. Showtime! I got one of my good buds on today, Mr. Joey Greer, stalwart at the West Side Comedy Theater out here in Santa Monica. Uh, he's a teacher there. He's been performing with Bear Supply and Pretty Pretty Pony. Uh, he's currently a featured comic on iHeartRadio's weekly comedy podcast, Alchemy This, with the great Kevin Pollock. Uh, his solo show, In Conversation with Music, ran at Dynasty Typewriter. He released an absolutely hilarious comedy album, Good Night. Uh, that I highly recommend you check out right now on Spotify. I met Joey through uh, past Need to Fail guest Mike Castle. They're best friends and old roommates, and they perform around L.A. together as sister. Uh, I filled in for Mike one night, and uh, Joey and I maybe met once or twice before that, but we'd never performed together. I think it was at I.O. West. So it was the first time I was performing there. Uh, it was the first time that Joey and I were performing together, and we just had a fucking blast. We clicked immediately, and so we did some more shows together whenever we could. I brought him in on some shows at UCB. I jumped into Bear Supply a couple times at Westside. Uh, hands down, one of the funniest people out there, no question about it. Uh, we're simpatico for sure, but this dude, fuck, man, makes me laugh all the time. And we just got closer over the years. We'd go downtown for lunch, then go to a smoke shop and smoke cigars together and talk about life. <laughs> He's just one of those dudes you can kind of open up to, get deep with, have long philosophical conversations, and I love him for that. Uh, motherfucker's been in L.A. since he went to college at Loyola Marymount, where he majored in theology, 
And I thought that would be a fun place to start. How do you go from theology to comedy? Uh, you know, we talked privately about it, but I want to dig deeper publicly. So that's where we begin. Uh, warning midway through the convo, his girlfriend needs the goddamn mic. So his track will sound uh, a touch different midway through. Deal with it. It's real life, okay? Let's get to it. Here he is. It's my boy, Joey Greer. Well, I wanted to, I, I feel like we have talked about theology a little bit and I kind of question that, but I feel like it would be an a interesting place to start because I'm very interested in why you chose to study theology in college. And if you had a, a sense of that you wanted to go into comedy as well, were those two simultaneous things or was there, why were you seeking theology as a, a major? What did you, what did you want to accomplish from diving into that? I, I honestly had no plans uh, it, w- about what I was kind of going to go to school for, going to go to right. college for. Uh, you know, I went and I was like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to figure out what what to, what to do. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Comedy was always in the back of my mind, but mm-hmm. I, I'm from Miami, Florida. Yeah. And uh, when I was growing up, there wasn't uh, many comedy venues. There was an improv in the Coconut Grove uh, area that I didn't know about until maybe my sophomore, junior year of college. And it's, it would be, it's been there for a while. Right. But it was just that. Like culturally, we didn't go to comedy shows. We went, um, you know, out dancing or just like, you know, hanging out, whatever. So uh, I, I, SNL was probably, probably the only thing I knew right. about comedy. Who's on is it anyway? Yeah. And, you know, MST3K. So I found like different outlets for it, but never. Uh, uh, a way to play, right? Yeah, like you never had a home base that you can kind of go to or a, a play. Uh, you you right. couldn't see the connection. Like you couldn't see like there was like exactly. that middle step to those other places and there really mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. that down in Miami at the time, I guess. Right, yeah. It was just like I just saw the, the HBO stand-up specials or the Comedy Central <laughs> yeah. stand-up specials. I was like, well, you just do it. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what the fuck to say. Uh, but the, so that was actually a good thing because there's no barrier really. You're just like, oh, if you have some, you put it up. Yeah, right. Right? Like if it's really funny, go. So that that was a nice kind of uh, barrier taking down in, in a way like seeing the steps, right? Like not knowing what was ahead of me. <laughs> but I, I started theology uh, my freshman year. I had uh, world history mm-hmm. uh, with my professor, Amir Hussein. Mm-hmm. My first uh, Muslim uh, professor, mm-hmm. first uh, Muslim instructor, I grew up in Miami, super Catholic mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and all that. So it's just not – it's Cuban Catholic, so there's like nobody else. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went to Catholic school and uh, so most of the teachers, surprisingly, Catholic. <laughs> and when I, <laughs> when I got to LMU, well, where I went to school out here yeah. – uh, uh, you know, they, they make you take, because uh, it was a Jesuit college, so they, they, you have to take Christian courses, like Christian History 101, right? You right. got it. You fucking got to take it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I think I know what happens. I don't need to Yeah, I've been, I've been immersed in this my whole life. <laughs> yeah, you guys scared the I shit out of me. I was confirmed. I didn't do a funny story about this shit. Eighth grade, I got to get confirmed. Uh-huh. So if you don't know, if you're not Catholic yeah. or if you don't give a shit about this, I'll break it down for you. Uh, the confirmation is exactly what it sa- sounds like. Uh, a young man or woman uh, needs to be confirmed in the faith. They have to say mm-hmm. at a certain age that I I am Catholic. I recognize what the tenets of this faith are, and I'm going to continue to uphold them and practice them. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty much just going to give money to the Pope. And... 
I asked this, do you want to be confirmed by eighth grade year? And I go, no, I don't want to be confirmed. And they're like, what? And they're like, I don't want to be confirmed. And they pulled me aside and they, they had to because I started a riot the year before and they didn't want my... Wait, that you started a riot? <laughs> yes, I started a riot. Wait, what? Uh, so it was seventh grade. I, I, uh, we would, we'd have like... Uh, Three, our grades were broken up into three classes, right? Uh-huh. And at lunch and then recess, that's when all the classes would combine. So you got to see your buddies, right? You know, at at lunch. Uh-huh. And lunch was my fa- favorite. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think I ate breakfast. <laughs> it was definitely served to me, but I was just like, I just didn't. I was never hungry for it. And then I would <laughs> fade out. And then like, I remember, like one day, I remember like just weeping with excitement to get to lunch and recess because it was just the funnest thing. I couldn't. I and I was in class for like an hour and a half. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like a fourth grader, yeah. like English for an hour and a half. I, I, my attention was gone. I didn't know what the. I was just. I'm a stupid person. <laughs> so, so lunch was always a thing. So uh, seventh grade, we're at lunch, and I'm fucking juiced. You know what I mean? I'm there with my boys. I got my food. I mean it. And Miss Franco, who was our uh, recess moderator, mm-hmm. and if you know anything about uh, Spanish history, Franco, the dictator, mm-hmm. I would also <laughs> assign the same kind of title there, right? And she had this like long rectangle... Uh, like bin that had wheels on it that had all the balls stacked in there. Right? Uh-huh. She was in the cafeteria. I was like, That's strange. She should be outside in the on the field for recess. <laughs> and uh, you know we got like a half hour for recess, and I'm like, fuck, we're kind of cutting into time. So like about you know five minutes in, I'm like, okay. So I pop up. I'm like, Miss Franco, are we going to be able to go outside soon? She's like, yeah, you're going to be able to go out in a bit. And I was like, awesome, great. <laughs> go back to my table. Hey guys, don't worry. I talked to them. <laughs> They're good to go. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, don't worry. I'm handling it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that five minutes turns into 10 and that 10 minutes turns to 15. I keep on going up. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? Finally, she says, nobody's going outside. Sit down. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What do you mean when no one's going outside? What's going on? They're like, and I'm like, why can't we go outside? Nothing. No answer. No, everyone sit down. You can't go outside. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is crazy. And my buddy, Victor, my partner in crime, he just, uh, I'm like freaking out. He's like, dude, you got to do something, man. I'm like, yeah. He's saying me. He's like, dude, you got to say something, man. You got to say something. I was like, yeah. So I was like, all right, yeah, I do. So I stood up on the table, and this is when Braveheart. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like around that time. This is William Wallace. Like, you could take right my land. Mm-hmm. You could take my wives, but you shall never take a recess. Like that. And I'm just screaming. Cafeteria explodes. All these kids go crazy. We start going nuts. It's pandemonium. They can't control us. People start taking the tr- the cart trays and surfing on them. We're on top of the tables, just dancing, just going. Well, I, and like I'm at this point, everyone's going nuts. I I'm like I'm just like seated. I'm just like I've done enough, right? I did it. They're going crazy. They don't know what to do. Uh, uh, they, they start uh, sequestering me into different areas. They finally put me in this like paddock area, and there's like a little window, and I keep poking my head out. And the, every time I do it, everyone goes nuts. Like yeah. So they put the paper on there. So I can't look out. And I'm just like in solitary confinement, just pacing back and forth. Like, this is our time. It's our revolution, man. And then finally the teachers cave and they open the doors and we rush out. We just, all of us go, we run out, we have recess. It was the best recess ever. And then when we come back in, they've uh, uh, quarantined us all. 
and they have a tribunal and myself and like two other people are there and they have all the students come over who want to like just narc on us and be like, it was them. They did it. <laughs> and I remember looking at my friends and being like, but you were there. You were with us. Yeah. You were part of the revolution. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you raised the flag. But everyone was scared about like getting a, what we call demerits, right? Mm-hmm. Like a permanent record mm-hmm. thing, right? Right. Um, and uh, then, and I got the entire class detention. So that sucked. But the reason that we couldn't go out was because it's we had something called Green and Gold Day, which was the eighth grade. Those were our uh, school colors. Yeah. That was our eighth graders' like uh, last day of school, which was like you know maybe a month before everyone else's. And they were out there playing. I had no idea, but no one said that. <laughs> if someone had said that to me, I'd have been like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't tell me. Like, kid, it's Green and Gold Day. Just sit back down. We can't go out tomorrow. Go out tomorrow. Yes. Because in my mind, I'm like. <laughs> I was like, oh, I w- I'm waiting for my green and gold day, right? Like, yeah. I'm waiting for my chance. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was just so silly. And then, so uh, and then in so eighth the grade, time, they they were like, you're the one that started this shit. Yeah. So they're like, you better shut the fuck up. They they actually told me this. They said, if you don't get confirmed, we are not sending your transcripts to high school. Jesus. <laughs> so I go. I, I go. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. I don't give a shit. Like if that's if this is from you to me, so this means nothing then. <laughs> like if, like, if that's what this means, then who gives a shit? Did I'll you do it. did you have fuck. a relationship with God back then? Because I remember being seeped in. Because I was an altar boy. I was really into mm-hmm. Catholicism and and I went to church every Sunday and CCD on Mondays and. So I was like seeped in it and really felt the guilt and, and was really yeah fearful of like That's it. like Jesus coming and like scolding me because yeah. like what a nice man oh he died for me imagine imagine I do something bad so it's just a fear tactic so I didn't know if be, being, being yes. into like, being in I didn't go to Catholic school although I applied and got in I was like there's there's no Sorry. girls here yeah like uh, they couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> So it was. I wonder what your relationship was. Did you smell the bullshit? Were you like, yes? But it was. It was, you know, mysticism wrapped with fear, right? Like I can't prove this. It's faith, right? So like, and and if you're spoon fed that shit from, you know, you're an infant. You're literally baptized before you can do anything, right? Like you're you're involved. Yep. Uh, You're involved. That's just a part of your narrative. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Look, you're involved now, And, and so that was. I, I just I I could tell you like hyper descriptive details of of what hell looks like. Right. I have no idea what heaven looks like. Yeah. Right? Right. No one talks about it. Right. 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 So it's just and and I always was aware of that and that's kind of where my mind goes with comedy too where you're just kind of poking at something you're like well, wait a second yeah yeah but yeah it's so I mean, interesting I, I, my edu- <laughs> it is where it's like educators- hell you can describe very clearly but heaven is like they got pearly gapes and you kind of see your family again I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Twain wrote um, Letters from Earth, mm-hmm. which is this uh, book about uh, Satan doesn't get uh, like sent to hell, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, what, what he says is like, what actually happens is like Satan gets like a timeout <laughs> and Lucifer gets like sent down to Earth and he's just got to like, this is his punishment. He's got to hang out on Earth and it sucks. <laughs> but he's like bummed out. So he's like writing back to uh, Michael the Archangel. He's just like writing these letters and he's like, yeah, it's whatever. And then, like Satan's walking around, he's kind of like just hearing people, and they're like saying shit. Like he, they, he's like, dude, they think when they go up to heaven, uh-huh. everyone, you know, uh, plays a harp. Yeah. He's like, nobody plays a harp down here. No one likes harp music here. <laughs> what the fuck would they play it in heaven? So it's like little, you know, it's him just yeah. like you know, yeah. with a great satire. But like, uh, it's exactly that thing. You're like, yeah. what the fuck was my idea of this shit? Yeah. And you can kind of see the holes. And yeah. I remember uh, I had. Uh, my uh, like uh, middle school religion teachers, mm-hmm. so you had to have one, of course. Uh, 
you know, nice woman, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, a zealot, right? Mm-hmm. And she would. Inst- I I learned nothing of the history. I learned nothing of the facts of 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 my faith, mm-hmm. other than the than the you know just personal propaganda, like whatever you know anecdote she wanted to give me that was yeah. just going to reinforce the fact that we had to be. And she would say some things like she was at church, she was kneeling, eyes closed in like a, a fever prayer, right. and then when she opened her eyes, the entire church was empty and it was just her and Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's crazy <laughs> shit. Oh, that's wild, man. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. And this is... <laughs> she's, like, she's got to grade my paper. I'm fucked, dude. I'm <laughs> fucked. I'm fucked. <laughs> 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 so I, that's just that was my my upbringing within. And by the time I got to college, yeah, I made a conscious choice to distance myself from the practice. Right, I wasn't sure about the actual. I mean, I, I reading the book and understanding who Jesus was and other uh, religious figures like uh, like him. Right, it's it's a it's a great fucking message. Yeah, so I don't knock that. I'm like that's you knock great. The dogma. But, you know, I, yeah, and and we know too people who espouse Christianity in this country. Do the exact opposite of what it means. Complete, so, complete hypocrite. Uh, completely, yeah. and I think it's a big fucking deal to say your blank uh, religion. Yes. If you, if you, uh, if you, uh, what's it called? Um, identify as that. Mm-hmm. That's a big. That's that's a huge thing to say. Yeah. Because you have to, you know, live up to those expectations set up. Yeah. By the book and and the people before you who were you know cool as shit and and most right. people aren't doing that stuff. So it's like it's right. like what the fuck. But you had this professor. You had this professor that kind of changed things for yeah. you. Yeah, Mir Hussein. He, uh, he, he, dude. It was, it was just world religions. That's all yeah. it was. Yeah, right. And it was like an elective that I could take within, uh, like one of the classes. Right. They're like, mm-hmm. you can take the, a couple of these classes. Right. So right. I took world religions. Like, fuck. And <laughs> I learned about Taoism, Taoism, Hinduism, mm-hmm. Buddhism, all this shit, Islam, yeah. everything, Judaism. Uh, you know, even the like different sects of Christianity. And my mind fucking exploded. I, I was familiar <laughs> with these things, right? right? But when we started like really scratching this shit, and once I started seeing, and he was helping to piece the like. Like, look, this is the same here. This is the same here. This is kind of why these things fucking work. Right. Uh, this is why this kind of religion popped up, and this one kind of faded. And I was like, wait a second, well, what is going on? And my <laughs> curiosity was raven. I had to know more. Yeah. And uh, so I started uh, my path down. So I, I studied uh, Hinduism and Judaism. Mm-hmm. Those were my two focuses. Right. I figured, let me give one God and let me get like a, a million, right? <laughs> and then we'll just kind of <laughs> work out from there. Yeah. And, and we'll leading- average those out. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, Because we had to take all these um, Christian courses. Right. And I realized, I was like, I don't know anything about the Old Testament. Right. The Hebrew Scriptures, Mm -hmm. right? The Mm -hmm. Tanakh, the Torah, the Nevi'im, and the Ketuvim, right? And these three books, and you're like, I got to get my, what the fuck is this shit? So I started (laughs) reading, and uh, I had a rabbi, Michael Barclay, uh, who was my instructor through Judaism. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was amazing, amazing. Yeah. Uh, and just learning about the shit and hearing about it from an individual who's practicing it. Right, right. Yeah. Hearing it from the horse's and, mouth. And, exactly. Yeah. And he's like, look, I know, he would say shit. He's like, look, I know I'm on enemy territory here at a Catholic school. <laughs> yeah. I get that shit. <laughs> like, it was funny. Did but you know any you, Jewish you people sh- growing up? Were, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So you had some some but idea it, of it, but you just were so lost on the like, oh yeah, what's the book that happens before the book that I was seeped in for my oh, whole life? Oh, no idea. <laughs> it's like reading You're the like, sequel and not knowing the first story. It's like jumping <laughs> Dude, in Harry crazy. Potter midway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like it's it's fucking wild, wild. and dude, it's I I, rec- I I I'll ask anybody who's listening to to do your own research on this, like the um, the history, right? Like mm-hmm. the actual 
people involved, like how these things came to be, is so fascinating. Yeah, right. And, and the and the switch too. If you look, you can actually see the the language change mm. from uh, the the Hebrew scriptures to the New Testament. Mm. Because in a lot of ways, in a lot of the letters and all that stuff, you're you're getting a more you know Roman mm-hmm. quote unquote mainstream audience, so they got to kind of change it up. And they're also you can see them like twisting knobs and turning levers. Does that make sense? Yes. No. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're constructing something. Yeah. Like the the Council of Nicaea mm-hmm. came together to canonize the Bible, and mm-hmm. and people are familiar with that, but right. What what they really did is they they selected books. They they specifically put books together <laughs> right. to make a narrative make sense. Yes. And how many and books were? The, do you know how many books they didn't put in there? No, I don't. There was like <laughs> there, there's so many books that just don't. Uh, if I, they just because they don't mention them, but right. the ones that survive, like the Gnostic right. Gospels, mm-hmm. and Gnostic mm-hmm. means like reserved knowledge. Mm-hmm. So there's like this the other shit, and then there's the ones about uh, the the what's it called the Gospel of Judas. Mm-hmm. Which is just cool as shit because it's just saying their argument is if Judas didn't betray Jesus, mm-hmm. none of this would happen. Yeah. So Judas has got to be a saint. And they're like, fuck, I don't know if we can put that in there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. But uh, you're like, you read that and you're like, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, Jesus had to know that was going down mm-hmm. and he had to befriend Judas at the RBs and be like, dude, you got a nice pair of jeans. She's like, thanks, dude. <laughs> you know, like, why don't you come kick with my click? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Peter's like, you're a little oh, shady, man. Nice you're a little shady. Hang with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, I got to get this ball rolling. Do I know I yeah. got to get crucified in a bit? Uh, so it's it's just it's wild in that way. Yeah. You're like it because it, you're contradicting the 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 facts, quote unquote, of, right. of your story, right? Um, but there's so many cool things, man, and there's so many great things in there. I'll give just one anecdote. Yeah, uh, Gospel of Mark mm-hmm. uh, is actually the first gospel written. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have. A terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. And uh, about what, what, like 60 60 years years old? Yeah, right. Yeah, about right after Jesus uh, was uh, crucified. And they they kind of break it down for you because they're like, look, it's the shortest gospel. Mm -hmm. It's just the facts. There's no flowery language. So, like, you can see, like, somebody who's like, you know, followers just writing the shit down Mm -hmm. because they're like, I got to save this motherfucker. So, (laughs) let me just do it quick. Do it quick. You know what I mean? (laughs) Do it quick. Just read the shit you're saying, bro. And uh, (laughs) like, in there, there's like a, a, um, Couple pieces that are really, really interesting. And one of them is yeah. when I think I talked about this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus uh, like casts out the demons of this dude who's like going fucking nuts in some yard, right? Right. And he, he's just going crazy. And they're, <laughs> and they're like, Jesus, you got to deal with this guy. I don't know why they. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I know why they're like called him up, but also like, can you imagine the random shit he got called for to go oh, handle? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like there's some dude screaming outside. You're like, seriously, nobody can handle that. Yeah, I gotta go out. There. I gotta talk Fine. to the sheep fucker. Fine. Like, the guy's Jesus. fucking sheep. Jesus, gotta help us, man. He's not listening. <laughs> You're the son dude, of God, right? Can you do something? 
It's so funny. I I always thought about that shit because they you got to understand like how important things are if they're written down, especially in ancient times. Right. right? How just how fucking important. Right. And there's like a Leviticus is just, it's just laws, right? Yes. It's just a book of laws, like what you can do. And one of the things they wrote down is like you can't fuck animals. <laughs> And I just think about how rampant was that? That they were like, no, dude, we got to really put this down. We got to spend time (laughs) and limited writing utensils. And yeah, it's insane. Greg keeps fucking these animals and it's just, we can't have that. So he goes out and he's dealing with this crazy guy who's out in the yard, right? Yeah. And, uh, and this dude is just screaming. No one knows what's going on. And and when he gets up there, this dude recognizes Jesus, says prostrate and like a way to say like fuck you, like, oh Jesus. <laughs> and he like bends in and he's like, Oh, you're the son of God, but you're the king, all that crap. And Jesus says some grabs stuff him to him. by he the balls. Like, you know, <laughs> grabs him by the fucking nuts and goes, Listen to me, you piece of shit. Uh do you remember that mad TV sketch with Jesus and the shotgun and the Terminator? No. <laughs> There was like, uh, ter- like Terminator goes back to save Jesus, and he starts like blowing away Judas, and Jesus has to keep reviving him. He's like, "No, God, no!" It was fucking hilarious. I recommend YouTube. I don't have the link, and so Jesus goes up to this dude, and the guy's just like, "Ah!" He's got him by the fucking balls, and he's just like, "Listen, you piece of shit! I don't know who you are, dude." And he goes, "You don't know who I am." And he goes, "Well, I demand to know who you are because mm-hmm. I know that you're a fucking asshole." Right? And the guy goes. I am legion, but we are many. <laughs> right? And then Jesus is like, not on my watch. And then he fucking does like a, he puts his fists up by his elbows and then, or by his shoulders and like elbow checks him right there. And the guy's like, yeah. And he falls back. This is all in Mark? And then like, this is all in Mark. And then the other disciples are like, Jesus, back up. He's like, no, no, this one's, this one's on me. And then this fucking like ring just, raises from the ground and then Jesus is there and then Angel comes down and puts his gloves on and then you know it's like in this corner Wayne I don't know 68 sheep bones that crazy guy screaming screaming uh, excuse me and then in this corner in white robes long hair and uh, nice feet I don't uh, Jesus Christ and then they fucking go out and then 68 rounds 68 rounds 15 minute rounds they're fighting right and then at the end of it, Jesus is like, I cast you out. Mm-hmm. And then this fucking guy just, right? His fucking chest opens spiritually, but physically. And then all these spirits fly out and they shoot into these group of pigs and this like pig farm. Uh-huh. All the pigs go fucking wild. The big and then there's this fucking one of the pigs. Oh, dude. Yeah. Greg is there. No, no. His pee-pee's caught in the pig and he's getting dragged. And then they, all the pigs just jump off a cliff, and then they <laughs> explode. And then a fucking, uh, what's it called? A fucking helicopter just drops down, and an Apache and picks up Jesus and all his boys, and they fucking ride out, and they go to Vegas. Yeah. And you, you read that story, and you're like, that's dope. That's crazy. Right. Uh, then you read the next story. You know, American mili- <laughs> yeah, it's American military might. So this is shit. And you, you start to... You just read it and you're like, holy, if you read it as a, as a young Catholic kid, right? Like uh, you were just told this story, which a lot of us are a lot. Like if you were raised Christian, you probably have heard this story in some way or another, probably the way I just, just said it. And you're like, that's terrifying. Like the show Legion on NBC or whatever the hell it is about I, Satan, I think right? FX. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it FX? I don't know. 
Uh, one of those. Well, I'm plugging NBC. And um, that's that's like based on this shit. So you have so many stories about Satan based on the idea of Legion. There's like, oh my God, there's so, he can be everything and anything. I right. think in The Exorcist, uh, she says that shit too. Yeah. And it's scary as fuck. Oh my God, Satan's everywhere. We're all going to die. Yeah. This is, uh, I, I can't fight 15 rounds. Right. right. And that's all we know about. That's it's it's it. And then everyone goes, well, if you believe that's what it is, so you're you're, you're freaked out. Now, when I was taking um, these courses, yeah, I had a professor. The whole year we just did the Gospel of Mark. This yeah. guy was obsessed, freak about it, yeah. right? And we we're like, please, something else. He's like, no. <laughs> and we got to this part, and he was like, crazy, right? And we're like, yeah, yeah it's a crazy story. And he goes, okay, let's just let's just look at this on a map. He's like, okay, Jesus was, you know, let's say he was in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and then they say it took a three day journey, and now he's in uh, Chicago mm-hmm. walking. And mm-hmm. You're like, that doesn't make sense. And you're like, yeah, it doesn't, right? <laughs> uh, another thing, okay, uh, once he casts out this dude, mm-hmm. right? He said before he does it, he says, "I am Legion." He's like, what do we know about legions? Like, what other legions were in the area at that time? You're like, wait, well, he really legions. said, "I am Legion" in this story. Oh, the Satan does, yeah, or like the guy possessed. Holy yeah. shit! I thought you were just making that part up. <laughs> no, no, everything's dude in the book. So it's basically like an exorcism. So like, yes, okay. yeah. So he's like, "I am Legion." Mm-hmm. He says that. Yeah. And for a modern audience, you're like, "Whatever, that's crazy." Yeah. But for an ancient audience, you're like the legionnaires, right? The Roman legion, the occupiers. Uh, so Jesus is now casting out the occupiers, mm-hmm. and where does he put them? He puts them into a herd of pigs. I don't know what the hell you would call a herd of pigs, right? Yeah. Which is Sacrilegious, right? No, no self-respecting rabbi or Jewish person would be around a pig farm, right? <laughs> right. The Romans would be, right? Right. So now they're cast into all these pigs, right? Let's say it was—I think it was somewhere like nine hundred pigs or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the reason the number is less is because an actual Roman legion, I, I believe, is like fifteen hundred. Yeah. So they purposely didn't put fifteen hundred, right? Mm-hmm. So and then the pigs go and kill themselves. So this is kind of this is like revolutionary language in the Bible, right? Of saying like "fuck our oppressors," our dude mm-hmm. is going to cast out our oppressors. Right? He's coming in for the you. most like fuck exactly, but in the most like Jewish rock and roll way possible. <laughs> yeah. And if you're Roman reading this shit, you're like, oh, they can't believe uh, these Jewish people don't know how many a legion is. They think it's nine hundred. It's fifteen hundred. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Right, so right. it's just this veiled, veiled shit that then gets interpreted generations later as, oh, how can we use this to scare people? Right, we'll use that. Right, and you, you're not reading it as, who, who is the author? Right, and to what audience are they? Right, they're not writing to me. Yeah, this dude doesn't know what a PS4 is. <laughs> you know, I bet he knew wanted to know what a PS5 is. I cannot wait for that. But that's yeah, like you that's know the, I mean? that's like, the thing like, where we don't think about. It. It's like. Who were these people writing? When were they writing? This is also mm-hmm. passed down 60 years after <laughs> Jesus died, right? Mm-hmm. So this, yes, these are, this, this, this is a this game is of telephone. And basically mm-hmm. they go, how do we write this in a way where... Because was, was, I'm guessing Roman Rome was still fucking huge then, 60 AD. So, yeah. you know, they were conquering a lot of things and their empire was vast. And... Mm-hmm. They killed. They killed this dude that was kind of causing, was challenging them, and yeah, and they're and it's pretty brilliant how they wrote it. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? It's like no, it's it, it's you're like this is the most creative writing I've ever seen. Yeah, and Joseph Campbell talks about that right, where he's yeah. just like the coolest shit we've ever done is our origin stories. He's yeah, like, that's the coolest thing. It's just all, yeah. all these stories from humans across the world. The imagination. Of it, oh, it's wild. was like endless. Wild, it was like endless imagination. Yes. It feels like we know everything now, and like 
we're kind of just regurgitating shit now, but our imagination back then with like giants and fucking, oh you know God. what I mean? Dude, sick. Yeah. Like read the Bhagavad Gita, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, read, read all those Hindu uh, religious texts because it is wild, yeah. dude. It's the shit that goes down is fucking nuts. They yeah. got flying chariots and shit. Right. It's cool as fuck. Right. I think we've lost a lot of that imagination in religion, which bums me out. Well, it's so dogmatic now, and it's so. It, there, yeah. There's a lot of fun. I it, yeah. It's there's I, I I really I really got into Taoism and Buddhism mm-hmm. and and just kind of researching those a little bit more and noticing the duality of life type of things, the good and evil. That kind of seems to be a theme in philosophy and religions and stuff like that and. Even recently looking up like St. Augustine, which I'm sure you probably looked into mm-hmm. um, early on. You said that as if you didn't, but. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. No, yes, of course. He's, uh, yeah, no, no, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He was. Uh, he, he merged philosophy. He merged Neoplatism. Exactly. Okay. And Christianity. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes. Right? Yes. He uh yes. So we're done talking about it, dude. <laughs> yeah, man, we went deep. We're we're deep into this conversation. Hey, uh Joey, where have you failed? <laughs> oh shit. Uh about twenty minutes ago when I was talking about uh <laughs> um, all over the place. No, man. I'm so all I'm so I, I was place. always just so interested in theology, you know, why why you chose that and, and so you have this professor that kind of inspires you going to Judaism, you go into Hinduism. What are you learning from that and how are you infusing that? Are you infusing that into your like comedy or like your philosophies on doing all this insane shit? Cause you're also coming into a, uh, a world that is unforgiving and is full of failure and stuff like that. What are those, are those religion? What do, do those religions teach you anything about failures or setbacks or uh, sh- shut up, dude. Uh, <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what, the thing that it taught me, um, I ask you questions. God, I guess I'll fucking answer this. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> it, you know, it, I take the fifth. It didn't teach me. It didn't teach me how to like prepare for failure. Um, but it did open my creativity and my, um, storytelling. My imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just allowed me to, you, you just kind of know in, in, it helped me say if I the more I know the better I am like the if the the smarter I am mm. the sharper I can be yeah and uh, it kind of grounds you in the experimental phase of like you're performing where you're like it's it is kind of uh, a, a academic pursuit where I'm going to test these styles yeah. right yeah I have an idea of what could work right I'm gonna try it yeah and then afterwards I'm going to write down why it worked or why it didn't. Right. And I'm going to then start taking those pieces apart, understanding yep. them, bringing them back together to perform again. So I, n- I never looked at it as like a one-shot thing, right? Like it wasn't yeah. like I, I have to do well. I was always nervous about performing, let's say, stand-up or sketch at different times. Right. But that's because that's like a curated thing, right? right. Uh, but uh, And that's like personal. But right. I was always comfortable failing yeah. only because I knew and I, and and I, and I had to relearn this right you you got to come back to it yeah. of you're you're growing something yeah right right mm-hmm. if if the point of it is it's like you're only doing this one time well then honestly i, I probably wouldn't give a shit right if it was <laughs> like okay one time but but if i'm like i want to do this yeah then i know inevitably i will fail yeah and failure is going to look different 
over time mm-hmm. because my standards will grow and I've, I've honed a craft. Yeah. But I can internally know, and, you, and you've expressed this too when you have conversations, and I've seen it too where you just like fuck up on stage. <laughs> but you're, it's, it's just knowing when you're like, you know what? I could have done that better. Right? Yeah. The audience enjoyed it. Every, it was great. There was nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But technically there was something unsound or maybe you were like, I could have hit that quicker yeah, or like yeah. I dropped the ball and that little things, little yeah, things. Yeah. Uh, but, but I love that because that's like a, I don't think that's a bad thing. Right. Uh, but it 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 just allowed me to really start thinking of things of like you know well who's 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 why am I being this character like what's the point of this right it opened yeah. my point of view on things opened my worldview. It's almost like you use the scientific uh, you know, method with religion, meaning like you you were testing out theories, right? You had a hypothesis, you test out theories, you broke it down, and then you figure out like what worked, what didn't. You broke that down even mm-hmm. further. Um, mm-hmm. and now you're applying that to comedy, which is basically the same thing, which is like, well, I'm going to try this thing. It's probably not going to work out. I have an idea that it might work out, but then in doing that, it's the only way to figure out if it works out or not. And the only yes. way to learn that is through fucking it up. <laughs> yeah. And I also learned my energy, my, my, uh, emotion when I'm writing, right? Like, is this positive? Is this anxiety riddled? Whatever. That translates into the performance. So if I'm excited about what I'm working on, yeah, and I want to do it, I can't wait to do it. Yeah, even if it's not polished or like the best it could be, it's still fun. It's still, yeah. it still works. Right. But if I'm really nervous and all this stuff, like you know what I'm saying, like the projection of what feeling it is yes. matters so much to it as well. Yes. So it's just that if like if you're burdened by this and I go fuck, I got to do this. Yeah. yeah it's, it's probably not gonna be good. But right. if you can't, if you're like, let's just try this out, let's swing at it, let's just have fun, and you you accept the idea that failure is possible, yeah, you're more likely to succeed, mm-hmm. and or at least not show that you are nervous or you know that's that's on the table for everybody, right? Yeah, which which already gives you points because people are just looking at you. They really just want a you know a a rock in the rocky seas, right? Or in the I shouldn't say the rocky seas. The fuck what the are you fuck? talking about, man? I don't know, dude. They were looking for something steady, dude, all right? They don't want you freaking out on fucking stage sweating your ass off is what I'm trying to say. Nobody likes a nervous guy talking. Everyone's you're just like, "Holy shit, dude, should we look for the exits?" Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like it's yeah. just not a yeah. good fucking feel. No confidence so, behind the more it. Calm you're, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. And there's also you can't be too confident. You can't be just like, "I don't give a shit," right? right? You know what I mean? Cuz then everyone's just like, "I don't fucking care about this guy. Why is he wearing two sweaters?" <laughs> yeah. So it's just like that there's that middle ground where it's like your excitement yeah. is translatable. Right. I mean, Dane Cook's career, right? His early career. Yeah. It's just him being juiced out of his mind. And everyone's like, yeah, all right, fuck, I guess. <laughs> so, so that was, that, that's like the big thing. And I, when I, I remember writing with stand up, yeah. like I would have my idea yeah. and then using like theology, right? Mm-hmm. I knew I could counter an argument. Mm-hmm. I knew, you know, I could be like, well, what about blank or blank? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, so then I would start writing the divergent thoughts of that thing. So I can have I'm now writing for both sides, mm-hmm. like you know, pro this thing and con, mm-hmm. and just seeing either section, and it was great because now I'm like, oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to really get a great perspective, bird's right. eye view of like what the fuck I'm really talking about. <laughs> yeah, what am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, like what is the really thing? What is the thing I'm really the core thing, which led to improv, uh, when performing improv, where you're like very specific about what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, they they, Socrates, like, they made Socrates kill himself because he asked too many questions and basically <laughs> proved to everybody that they didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. And that is basically at the root of why people put him on trial. The the like people put him on trial, and then <laughs> the, he was a master of rhetoric and refused to talk himself out of being killed. It was just like in fact, doubled down 
and was like, you know what you should do? You should feed me for life because I'm giving you guys such good advice. <laughs> like, I'm the, like, it was totally like, fuck you. He was like, fuck you. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> they suck my ass, They made the guy kill freaks. himself. He was just so, that he was just, I was like, Jesus. But he would just go up to people and just fuck them, ask them questions to the point where they were like, I don't know, get the fuck away from me or like totally prove like you don't know what you, you don't know anything. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. So taking some of that on stage with you being like, what is this person talking about? Like, make, or I think it's also like make, just make a choice, like, and then commit mm-hmm. to that choice and then see where that choice yeah. goes, which is, I think sometimes my difficulties on stage. Sometimes the, my best characters are like, I made a strong choice and I'm just going to ride this character into the ground, no matter if his logic is totally flawed. But it's when you kind of waver back and forth or kind of almost do what you were doing, which is like the good and bad of it. Like too much in the middle of a scene is not great because then you kind of start flip flopping unless that's like the fun of your character, unless that is your character. So was there a time, though, was there one thing in your head where you were like, oh, fuck, that really screwed me up? Was there like an audition? Was there something that you got close to that kind of fucked you up for a while or were you always pretty good at? using this like eh, failures part of it like did you have some sort of mantra to get by that shit or like, it's no, hard it's to put the shit like in that. practice right 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 it, it, it was it got hard once once uh, mm-hmm. i i started talking to people in the industry like managers or agents and like that and like before that it was just I, I was with theater people mm-hmm. uh, or you know talking with people who do uh, like live shows and all that shit and it was everyone's love of the game kind of shit right 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 and everyone's here talking theory we're just talking about how to do shit and it's mm-hmm. just like hey so how are you expressing yourself in that way that's crazy okay let me try that shit mm-hmm. and then when i got to the the you know the business side of it right yeah. talking to these people man they free, they just scared the shit out of me and like some <laughs> of the shit they would say like Ted, you're fucking like you know you're yeah. 23 if you do, if you don't make it when you're 13 you're never going to make it you're like what the fuck and I'm like what the fuck is this yeah. so and yeah, you're old bullshit. man it's all crazy and yeah, and it's just disheartening cuz you you no one kind of instructs you in this in the way of like uh, like who to listen to or why there's no really way to do that there's no way to like uh, really go through everybody and be like that this person's got a good things for you or whatever cuz i think yeah. in general lessons can be learned everywhere but when you have no fucking idea what you're doing. Yeah. And I mean business-wise, right? Yeah. I have like a grasp of like what I do performance-wise and I'm, I'm very confident in it and I think it's fucking rocks. <laughs> but <laughs> like you go talk to somebody and they're like, yeah, okay, that was funny. And you're like, okay, was it? Nobody, I don't know what to do. It's it's just really confusing and people are trying to mold you into this other thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, very cliche where it's like you, you need to kind of fit into the box they need to sell. It's not yeah. about you personally. It's not about what you offer. You kind of learn that like certain people, not every uh, person behind the scenes, like managers and agents and all that shit, uh, but a lot of them are, are looking to box you into the into the thing that they need sold. Yes, right. Uh, for whatever reason versus like actually sitting down with you, watching your material, seeing how you perform, what's your perspective? Yes. Like what do you want to do kind of shit? And be like, great, let's build something for this. Right. Right, let let like literally manage these kind of things. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who are just coming on and wondering why they switched, my girlfriend needed the microphone I was using, <laughs> and I had to give it to her. So. <laughs> yeah, she had a knife to your throat. Uh, we had to. We had it was pretty intense out, for a while. About thirty minutes of a fucking standoff. <laughs> uh, 
I, I, you know, and talking yeah. with like the industry and like how that like fucked me up. Yeah. Right. 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 The industry, like right, the right, right. business side of things was dude, knock, fucking knock, up. Knock mm-hmm. the air out of my ass, dude. All right. And I, I was, you just mm-hmm. don't know. And, and no one, like, for, like if you talk to your folks or you talk to your friends back home, they don't fucking know. They're like, yeah, they do what they're saying. Yeah. I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Your parents, everybody's like, yeah, listen to the people that know what they're doing. And they're like, no, you need right. to be the X, Y, and Z. And then you spend so much time trying to write and do what you think would sell yourself instead of sometimes doing what is and authentic the, to yeah. you. And sometimes you don't know it's authentic right. to you. Because you, you start second guessing your shit because your thing got you that meeting. Yeah. And now they're telling you that thing isn't good enough. Right. You're like, but you're talking to me. What the fuck? You know what I mean? So you, you yeah, it's only right. it's only after time that you kind of look back and you're like, oh, that was just a that was a manipulation job going down, right? And it's a shame I had to talk to that person at that <laughs> age, but it also makes sense like why kind of I got swept right. up in it. Uh, so it's just that bummer where you're like, right. you're, that's the thing I hate. Where I'm like, I see so, like so many people with second guess their shit. I'm like, it's fucking funny. It's like, yeah, you might not have like a shit ton of followers yeah. or you might, you're not, you know, you're not on Legion on NBC, but like, it's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like you'll, you'll get your thing. Just keep doing your shit. It just, it takes a while. We, yeah. we get inundated with seeing yeah, success right. happen instantaneously for young, beautiful people. And if you haven't hit right. that at that time, then like yes. you're done. Right. And it's stupid. So that's not yes. true. That's not true. So it's, it's just, right. it's just that thing where you just got to stick with it uh, and trust yourself and. Yeah, you know, put the work in. Honestly, it's not just. Did you? Do you ever want to like? Quit God, all the fucking time, dude. All the fucking time. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> just get go back to Miami. Like, get the fuck out of here. No, I'm not going back to Miami, but I'll fucking uh, I don't know. Go to Seattle yeah. or something like that. Um, is it because do you have like other interests and things that you think you could do, and that sometimes is like this is just too hard, or what could I do? Do you ever go through like the what? Yeah, what, what could right. I do, dude? Yeah. What, what skills <laughs> could I offer an industry? You, you could teach theology, man. You could talk about Mark. I don't exactly. know. <laughs> well, can we just stop talking about the goddamn insurance report for a second? No, just move this phone over here, okay? Now somebody read Psalms, okay? Uh, no, I, I mean, there's a lot. My buddy who used to do, I used to improv with, uh, he's over in Milwaukee. He, he works at an ad company. He does like their, uh, you know, ad campaigns. He helps them like, come up with shit, which I think is like a cool kind of pivot from that. I mean, there's uh, yeah. we could do honestly, we could endlessly do things. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's, yeah, we, we have so many. Uh, we have talked about this before. Yeah, <laughs> that like we have skill sets, obviously, and uh, one of them being is like we are con men. Like that's just like we yeah. like we have the confidence to go in there and be like, yeah, I know how to do that. Um, yeah, but it's uh, I don't I really don't want to do anything else. The the thing that sucks yeah. is kind of or, or why I would feel like I want to get out. Or like, you know, this is just insane is because the industry is insane, right? Like the yeah. ways of entry are so uh, – they call it breaking in for a reason, right? Like breaking into this, whatever. It's like it's, they don't let you come in. Yeah. You got to blow yeah, that shit up. break down the fucking <laughs> – So it's fucking insane. Like that's just like the terminology we've just passed along and it's true. But yeah. that's if you want to do that thing. But if you – you know, if you want to do your own thing and then we have luckily now with like Patreon and podcasts and all this shit that you're able to do it, you, you can just right. put that shit out there and see what happens. Uh, yeah. you know, and build it on. That's what you that. basically did with good. Was that why you put out good night? Was it a situation where you're like, Oh, I, this is in my control and I can, mm-hmm. uh, I have these kind of ideas and stuff like that. And I can just kind of do this thing. Like, yes, exactly. I was, I was sick and tired of thinking that I didn't have the, the, the ability to do that. 
I, I, right. I, I was sick of thinking that I needed, I needed somebody to help me. I was like, no, you don't. I, I need someone yeah, to help me right, in the sense right. of like, like technical skill. Obviously I need help with like mm-hmm. other people, you know, nothing can be done alone, but I don't need help right. in the sense of the industry needs to acknowledge me. And only then mm-hmm. can I do that. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. like, that's not true. I need to yeah. do my shit on my own. And again, fail yeah. at that, fail at this thing. Right. Just to once again, be like, and that like really sparked a fire in me of like, Oh my God, like this is a whole new world uh, of like, sound editing and, and, and just audio performance. Yeah. Oh fuck. Okay. Right. Let me figure this out. And so I, right. I get to take Cause you were doing alchemy, this and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You were doing podcasts, you were performing a ton. How many years did it take you to kind of get to the point where you're like, you know what? Screw, screw everybody. Cause even, you know, we'd have long conversations like when we met and stuff like that. And there were, you were always doing stuff behind the scenes. I remember recently you were getting some money that then, you know, from a company that didn't go through and it was just like this big back and forth with you always have these like fun ideas people are always like we're on board and then something fucking happens <laughs> where it's just like oh we don't have the money anymore <laughs> right, right. so which is a very common thing like we've all gone oh. through we've all a lot of people if you're trying to make your own shit you go like that's the kind of thing where you go like I'm, I'm looking for validation you get a little bit of it then you're not getting enough of it so you go i'm gonna make my own thing then you kind of make a really cheap thing and people go oh we like that. And you go like, yeah, give me some more money. And then like that just never happens. Right, right. So it's like, so it's, it's these kind of battles with like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing my own thing and I do need help monetarily sometimes. And people are like, yeah, yeah, we got you. And then they string you along for like six months. Right. And you're like, Oh, when, when are we going to do that thing? You know, like <laughs> yeah. we're doing that thing. Right. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we have the money. We just don't have it right now. And you're there, but we're going to get it. You know, mm-hmm. let's, let's set up a phone call next week. And you're like, okay. You know, yeah, like, they hit so you like, up, they're like, actually, we just lost our phone. We couldn't afford it. They're like, what? <laughs> you didn't pay your bill or what, what happened? Don't worry. We're going to get some more money. Don't worry. We're going to hit you up. How? We're going to come by your house. How do you have my address? Well, we don't, but we'll, if you, could you actually pick me up? I need to get dropped off in, in Ventura. You're like, what the yeah. fuck am I doing yeah. here? You pick me up, drive me to Vegas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, it's but it's like it's like that never ending. It's oh, it's, it's just constantly that. But how long did it take you to come to the conclusion of like saying good? I know you recently made uh, good night, but like with what you said about it, like oh, no one was going to. I didn't need the permission to kind of do that aspect of it. You needed some help. Uh, you didn't need the help of the industry to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. How, how long did it take you to come to that realization? Uh, shit. Uh. Uh, a 45 mid, years four, 450 it took it took a while just because you don't you're just short-sighted you know what i mean like it like uh yeah. you, the fear takes over the anxiety the depression the uh you know like just all that shit so you just don't think you can do it because you don't have the capital or you don't have a backing so you're like i guess i can't right but you're like that's it's it's completely just in your head it's all false yeah you have one thousand yeah. percent capability and control yeah. to do what you want to do and you should and the best yeah. thing about it too is like to anyone listening the two people listening maybe one person <laughs> on it, i think you never uh, it's just me listening <laughs> to my this <laughs> or is walking back and forth just like turn it off uh, it's it, you don't have to put anything out you know what i'm saying like once you make right. something you can like listen to it and be like okay let me make that better and like you know what i'm saying to tinker with it so uh, oh, that's such a good point, man. Like you always think like the thing that you're making is the thing. I think it's part of the culture now, right? Like you tweet. I always say like you, there's almost like a pressure to have your first draft be great, even though I know people kind of construct their tweets. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. But it's like 
there's this pressure nowadays oh my to God. have like that first thing be great and polished and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, but that's the opposite of why I started doing UCB <laughs> or what I got from UCB, like in doing improv, which is, was like, oh no, I can fail and screw up and be in the moment. And these are all first drafts and people understand like this is a first draft and that's mm-hmm. part of the charm of it. But nowadays it's just like, yo, this TikTok thing's got to be, per- you know, like we got to right, edit right, this right. perfectly. We got to, you know, there, there are, there's Tim and Eric-y type of edits and, and aesthetic that is lo-fi. Um, but even then I feel like there's so much technicality and stuff that goes into that as well. It's Completely. hard to put out bad things and we've seen bad things oh. and we've put out bad things. Oh, like yeah. our first videos are cringe worthy. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yours are horrible. Right. Like, we don't have to talk about that. It makes that. me sick. Yeah, it makes me sick to myself. We don't have to talk about that. No, let's get into it. it, it I fucking don't like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there. I said it. Uh, but it's 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 one of those things where I feel like nowadays there's this pressure to be perfect so quickly. Uh-huh. And we lose the nuance of discovery. We lose that. We I, th- I feel like we lose some magic in that. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's similar to the magic you were talking about with like religion or the creativity with religion. It's like... This has to be sellable now because God forbid someone challenges it or is turned off by it, well, right? You're, you like that fear. They're trying – I say they as like an individual. Let's say he's using TikTok, Instagram, any any social media platform, right? Uh, yeah. Think of that as like a digital showcasing space as like what UCB would be for live comedy, Westside Comedy Theater, Dynasty Typer, all these places, right? Yeah. And you rise not based on – editing ability or quality, whatever. Cause we've seen like sound and video yeah. that, that varies. Right. Uh, but yep. it, it's, it's what does this blank site promote? Yeah. Right. So you're, you're pretty much yeah. playing to that social media platforms audience. Right. Right. If, yes. if that maybe just an algorithm, I don't fucking know. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you yep. are tethered to that. So you're just, the, the things you're making in a lot of ways are soulless, right? They, they yeah. could be funny, yeah. but they're not funny because mm-hmm necessarily like you're like this is what you would have been doing uh, independently you you create the mm-hmm. form to work in there right so now that's not a bad yeah. thing right like that's like a lot of sketch yeah. companies and all of like this is the way we do yeah. it all that's just fine whatever and there are exceptions to the rule like someone's is just doing their own thing and they upload it to yeah, this thing exactly they happen to upload this thing and it, and it gets you know views there are exceptions mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. to that but it's like and i think almost it's i think what's attractive about that is the constraints are good sometimes in creativity. Right, yeah, like I agree. If you have a minute, yeah. if you have 10 seconds to make your video, uh, that's an awesome constraint where you can box in your creativity a little bit and, and kind of explode through there. Yeah. But the soullessness is like being tethered to only doing that mm-hmm. sometimes or feeling the need now, oh, I got my validation in this thing. No different than doing a lot of improv and people that, mm-hmm. you know, been doing, we, we've been doing improv for a long time. So we get used to that validation you know what I mean? Yeah. And if it's it's almost like a drug, right? It's like it, that's well, for that sure. dopamine. Hit someone just, st- someone just told you you did a good job. Who doesn't fucking want that? Yeah, you all the I mean? time. <laughs> you want that all the time then. <laughs> and I also, just a heads up on this shit, like we were talking about it, but like, you know, be very careful with um, like these kind of platforms for people who are making them on there. Like just, just know that nothing is permanent like that. So who knows how long Instagram or all these things. You just remember like right. MySpace and all places before it, that Facebook or these other companies won't, create and that, like you know tiktok emerged right snapchat mm-hmm. was there for a minute vine was there for a minute and so yeah uh f- find a place not, not saying they don't experiment with these things or put that shit out there but like f- find that that you can have your own website to host all the all the shit you want yeah right, right. just post it there yeah. and direct people to your place 
because you can you can you can put it on these yes, sites. Yeah, you, you, your shit's on Spotify. Like mm-hmm. you can you can go to these things, but it's almost like trying to create your own. Like don't rely on them exactly as much because they don't give a shit um, about you. They don't care about you. I think it's also if you want to flip it and say, talk about the other side, it's like put everything up on there because it might be limited. Like who gives a shit? Put all your shitty stuff on there because maybe in five years it won't be there. Like, like fl- flood it, baby. Yeah, do, your, do your 10 second. Honestly. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. The thing I said before was <laughs> stupid as shit. If you like, I, I mean, I'm just, just using your method, man. No, I'm going dude, back and forth. I'm just that's I'm it. using, I'm using the Jay Greer method. That's here. it, dude. Trademark motherfucker. <laughs> so you're using this aspect of like, you're kind of taking some of your theology training. You're taking this failures. There's never like one thing that you're like, you want to kind of quit every day, but you're, you don't, you can't see yourself doing anything else, you which is a, a common yeah. theme on this podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, ah, what I can I do, do other things. I just don't want to. Exactly. And you know, the, yeah. I'll tell you what, the moments I'm feeling like I want to quit is when I probably for a stretch ha- haven't been doing anything. I have ideas. Right. I, I'm just not doing anything, but when I'm active yeah. and, I, and I'm trying shit out like right now, yeah. I just downloaded some like uh, audio software and I've been just mm-hmm. like fucking around with uh, that stuff. And I, I'm having a blast. I'm trying I'm, I just yeah. want to kind of make uh, more albums and I want to do it in, in yeah. house. Uh, yeah. And so I'm like, let me, I got to figure all this stuff out and I've been doing it. I've been having a blast, you know, number one, I'm learning. Yeah. I'm, of course I'm excited. Yes. Right. So I'm like, Oh, what does this yes. stuff do? And then on top of that, I'm able to apply what I'm learning in a creative way. So it's like, yeah, you, it's great. It all feeds itself. So once you stop yeah. that formula, you're, you will be depressed, at least in our field, right? I think in any field, honestly, just like humans. Yeah, right. You, 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 right. you need to be stimulated. And yeah. as you get older, you got to stimulate yourself more. <laughs> yeah, all right. Ooh, and ooh, uh, ooh. so we have to do it. And it's just, yeah. you know, a lot of people, when they leave school, they think like they're done. They're like, oh, yeah, I graduated. Right. I'm fucking good. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, no, dude, yeah. they just gave you sharpened tools to educate yourself. So yeah. you got to continue. That they taught you out. how to learn. Right. Yeah. That's what I took away from college, especially doing engineering. Like I learned no, here we go. that oh God, I know science guy, this dude. all the time. Here we go. Here we go. I learned how to learn. Maybe I learned how to learn. Like I didn't, I'm not using any of the shit. That I fucking learned. Like <laughs> the, the level of mathematics that, but it taught me that if I really concentrated on something and really tried to grasp it mm-hmm. and ask for help when I needed it and, did all the problems multiple times until I understood it, that it do well on the tests. Like, <laughs> and then a lot of the tests sometimes weren't anything you've ever seen before. So instead of going, Oh fuck, I went cool. You know what I mean? That's like all- your brain goes like, Oh, I know this enough mm-hmm. to kind of like, it's like, it's a true problem. solving. it's like, wow, I've never seen this before. What do I know? What have I learned? What is everything I've learned on this? Like little journey, say, through statistics or wherever the fuck, right? Right. And like, how can I apply it to this thing? So instead of getting freaked out by things, you kind of are excited by the challenges instead of wanting to flee from them, which was a lot of courses I took. Mm-hmm. It's just like when I didn't apply myself or I was like, <laughs> I'm so not into this or it's just too hard or my professor, are, I don't click with like whatever it is. You had a lot of problems. Excuses I gave you had myself. a lot of problems there. My knee hurt. Uh, my back hurt. <laughs> You know what I mean? My teeth hurt. I just coun't study that. I drank a lot the night before. I ate too much milk. I ate too much milk. (laughs) Uh, The classic Italian saying, I ate too much milk. (laughs) I ate too much milk. Giorgio, where are you? No, Stefina. 
ate too much milk. <laughs> too much milk. Oh, the new milk campaign in Italy. Oh, how do you, how do you how do you shut the fuck up, man? How do you write? How do you do it? <laughs> how do you where do you say for like? I, I keep going back yeah. to Good Night. It's great. Yeah. Everybody listen to fucking yeah. Good Night. But um, uh, where did you come up with that? Is, is that a series of stuff where he's like you took some of that from like say uh, a sister show that you did? Shut or, the fuck up, dude. Um, just is like. Uh, let me list all your other credits. Did you get it? I, I get it from Loyola Marymount. Just naming shit that you heard me say earlier. Dude. Uh, Did you get that? Where was that from? The Gospel of Mark. Where are we getting this? The stuff Gospel from? of Mark. Um, the Gospel of Kark. Yeah. Uh, I not none of it. None of it. I, uh, the, the, I would get high and then uh-huh. think of something and, and just uh, giggle my nipples off. And then I'd, uh-huh. I'd make a voice memo. The first one I did, there was uh, an audio track on there. Um, Who wants to make a millionaire? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's mm-hmm. about uh, this dude's about to win a million dollars, and uh, <laughs> he has a phone call left, and mm-hmm. uh, he decides to call uh, his ex, and uh, <laughs> no one in the studio knows that it's his ex, <laughs> and she does just. <laughs> Has avoided him, changed her number. I was like, yeah. so he pretty much got them to find her number, and then right. just talks to her. He's like, hey, how are you? What's going on? And she's like, what the fuck? And uh, yeah. so I, I was like, all right. And once, honestly, once I had that down, I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta record this. I don't know. Right, so I started yeah. thinking about how to get that done. And then once I yeah. started recording, and that wasn't even that was the last one I recorded. Uh, it was. Wow. It, it, I just. And we did it for a month. I'd go in every uh, weekend and uh, I would spend maybe about like 16 hours a night in there because that's all the time we had. And just, and it was so much fun, dude. I felt like a fucking like rapper, rock star, just like they were in the studio all night. And uh, I had to stop smoking. It actually led me to not smoking anymore because I couldn't concentrate on what I was doing. (laughs) <laughs> like I, I wrote better or I could perform better sober surprisingly yeah. than wow, I, I really? so, but all the stuff I would, I was just, I love Monty Python and I was just uh-huh. obsessed with them for years and I had all their albums yeah. Uh, yeah. and I would just listen to them and I was like, these people are geniuses. Like the stories, yeah. Ethel the Frog yeah. is a track <laughs> that I love. It's like uh-huh. six to eight minutes long. And it's just brilliant. And it's just insane and so well-written and curated. And I'm like, nothing I've done is like that. But like my goal <laughs> is to kind of like uh-huh. – make. but I had to make this weird thing first before like uh-huh. that. So all the tracks I would have, I would write down – most of the tracks, uh, I would have like an idea when I'd get there. I'd be like, yeah. I want to try this thing. And then I'd improvise yeah. the whole thing out and then edit it down, edit it down, then, then do it based on like all our, our cuts. Uh, and then right. a few of them, all the commercials I had written down. Everything else was improvised everything like, was, off of an idea. Yes. It was like I, you had a premise and you're like, let's bring some let's bring Mike in, let's bring a couple of my boys yes. in and just kind of throw it yeah, around. Gotcha. So the gotcha. the the title track, Good Night. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Was one of my faves. It's a goodie. One of uh, my faves. I would do this bit on road trips where if we were all sleeping in the same room, I would just say good night for for an hour. <laughs> And just get everyone to repeat goodnight. And we're like, shut up. And so I told him, I was like, I want to do this bit where I, I just, I'm saying goodnight over and over again. And my buddy Mike and Morgan were like, what the fuck is that? What the? 
and then we did it uh, uh and then i was like okay great and they were like everyone was like this is really weird and in conversation <laughs> mike goes like how about we say we're at a hostel so it makes sense like yeah. we're just we give a location <laughs> i was like that's great yeah. i love that <laughs> and so you know like that's how the writing happened in the room so it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked gotcha. i mean i need collaboration right so like i yeah, yeah. I, I only have like a certain part of the thing it, it might be the entrance and it might look really nice but once you get inside it's a fucking yeah. shit show so I, yeah. I need people to to help me, especially with improv, right? And that's a that's yeah. something I've realized that uh, I'm just a piece in so many ways. I, even if I write yeah. something, I'm expecting yeah. you to punch it up in a great way because your right. perspective and, and your taste are just exactly why I gave it to you. I'm like, no, 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 fucks with this, man. Like, tell me what's good uh, yeah. because I know this isn't the finished version. This is just the beginning of 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 this idea. So, and it's surrounding yourself with people you trust too. And yeah as so you you can have that you can extend that openness i guess yeah there's no ego like, yeah here's this messy idea like help me help me clean up this fucking room mm-hmm. real quick exactly like, you do it your way mm-hmm. and bring what you can to the table yeah so that was that was the process oh, cool. running with that and uh but but yeah. but now i'm I'm starting to i want to write it out more uh mm-hmm. and uh because i had this i, I want to do a new album and uh, i want to do it like these moments in history uh-huh. And right. uh, uh, the, the I have this sketch that I that I had written, but I want to like refine it, which was <laughs> this, this is most of my comedy like revolves around religions because that's just like what I I know right or like what I continue to read. Yep. And yep. I was like, oh my, you know, I was like, I, I wanted to have this sketch where this uh, Roman centurion goes to these uh, lower Roman soldiers and has to instruct mm-hmm. them that there's a, a new form of capital punishment that everyone's doing now, and it's crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. he has to like kind of go through. He's like, okay, now what do you think we do with this guy? And they bring over just like you know some dude, and they, one of the guys stabs him. He's like, no, we're not doing that anymore. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and then they have to like, all right, and they bring out a cross, and they have to like you know nail the guy in there, and they botch it. All right, let's get another guy, and uh, it's just like the horrific uh, education, right? And, of like these soldiers yeah. would be like, oh, yeah. so that's how you do it. Interesting. All right, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> So you know that's got to be written down. That's got to be more polished. But 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 you know I you I want to make it better. And I know it's like you gotta I, I gotta be willing to fail, right? You know what I'm saying? The yeah. like, I gotta yeah. push it to a place where I'm like, man, this could fucking blow up in my face. But I won't know until I try. <laughs> and I and the things that yeah. that will succeed through that will be so fucking right. I'll be like, dope. I'm gonna put those into the next yeah. one. The scary is putting them out to have people hear them. Oh my god, yeah. That's but the joy is the making of it. So it's like. You're not necessarily like it, I, I always think like the response is the cherry on top or the shit on top, right? Like you either yeah. got the cherry on top of the Sunday that you made or someone's taking a dump on it and yeah. you're like, well, I don't want to eat this anymore. Um, <laughs> so it's like it's kind of just can go two ways. But like the kind of making of it is the joyous part of it, like having that idea or like smoking and, and just kind of giggling to yourself. And like that's all like the stuff that we're do- that's what we're living for. Like those oh, moments. It's God, I yeah. think we put just too much emphasis on the other moments though. Mm-hmm. Um at least that's what I learned doing this fucking podcast, which is like, oh yeah, the goal setting, the visionary stuff and getting that stuff. Like sometimes you do it is always goes back to the cheesy shit of like mm-hmm. the you know, it's all about the journey kind of thing. So well those, those destination. Those moments of rejection, right? Or like, you know, people like you know, just giving you shit, whatever are probably more rare than they are common. And and because those moments are like few and far between, put so much pressure on them that they resonate louder. But that's, that's not the whole, that's not the main story at all. That's just like a momentary offshoot. And then you go right back on the path. So 
it's it's so strange that we that we um, go back to those things and have those uh, you know depressing uh, uh, fever dreams again. Where you're like, I'm just going to cycle that over and over in my head. And you're like, why? Yeah, like, who gives right. a shit? You know what I mean? Like for whatever <laughs> reason, it didn't work out. Either something you did, or they just were. Who the fuck knows? So why care? Yeah, they give you no feedback. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you just leave. It's like it's a weird interaction. Why do you care about that? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of internal anger that comes from p- critics, right? Like yeah. they're kind of like they wanted to do it, but then you did it, but they didn't. It's not the expectations of what they wanted. And it's right, just like, right. but that doesn't matter. Yeah, who gives a shit? I'm this like, is, I don't give a this fuck. This is what I wanted. Yeah. Once this is something I want to. I wish I could give people like once you finish something, it's done. Like yeah. you don't have to care about what people say about it. It's done. Right. Like you, you yeah. finished it. You're like, it should honestly be like, like my mind's onto the next thing. Like you're, yeah. you're getting this so late in my world. Like yeah. this is, this shit is like, I, I was sick of that fucking album by the time I put it out. I heard it thousands <laughs> of times. I was like, I don't give a fuck about this goddamn album. <laughs> right. I hate everything right. on there because I'm, I'm yeah. tired of it. So, it, you know, yeah, and, it's such a funny way because the opposite way is probably you go like I put so much effort into this, it better be worth it. Like people better like this because I've agonized over this because I've heard it a thousand times. But what you're saying is such a much healthier kind of funny way to think about it. I was like, I fucking hate that. <laughs> like writing a book or like yeah. writing even a sketch. You're like, all right, I'm tired of this. Yeah. Like I've worked this to death. There's the satisfaction, and it's like mowing your lawn and then like agonizing over like every aspect it's like it's done, it's done. go home it's take done. a shower yeah. i don't got a bitch about like oh it's like I'm, I'm getting itchy and all that from the grass or like oh my god the gasoline it's like who cares man you did it you did, you did it, it. <laughs> y'all see it it's great i expect you to do it again well uh thanks for doing this buddy great. i mean my we could we could obviously chat for fucking ever but i don't want you know. that i don't want that nah no one wants that <laughs> no one wants that That was Joey Greer. Thanks, Joey. Uh, check out his comedy sketch album, Good Night, on Spotify. You can check out Joey improvising on iHeartRadio's Alchemy This. Uh, and check out funny vids on his website, joeygreer.com.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Jebby Greber. Follow me on Twitter, at Don Finelli, or at The Need to Fail. Questions, concerns, failure, stories of your own. Hit me up at the need to fail at gmail.com. Call 657-222-1324. Leave a message with some failure failures. Or scream into the void. I'll play them on this podcast. You don't have to donate to the pod anymore on Patreon, but why not rate and review the show on iTunes and Stitcher and tell all your failure friends to do so as well. That's it for me here. we got all new failures coming at you next week. Thanks so much for listening. My name's Don Finelli. Mahalo your dreams. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.